Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening into our live broadcast. I'm Jason DeMars, and we're going to do a teaching to, today. This is part two on the two seeds in Genesis 3.15. I uh, want to remind you, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, you can contact me at jasondemars.com or on any social media platform that you're listening on. I will do my best to get back to you as soon as I possibly can. All right, with that said, let's go to the scriptures. We were talking before about the two seeds. Again, God's command to them is to multiply and replenish the earth. Then God commands them not to eat from the tree of knowledge. Then God is putting enmity between two genetic lines. Then God is cursing the birth process and putting Eve's desire towards her husband. should be obvious what was taking place there. I want to look at the serpent. Genesis 3, 1 and 2. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field uh, which the Lord God had made. Let's look at this verse 1 a little bit more closely. Serpent was more subtle. Now the serpent, the picture we get is we have a snake here. But is that the picture that's being painted? Because the very next thing he says, And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. First thing, we should put a question in our mind, what is happening? <laughs> a snake, a serpent is talking to Eve. What does it mean? That's very odd. What is a serpent? Um, this word in the Hebrew is nachash. And yes, it means serpent, but it also means multiple different other things. And we'll look at that. So the serpent was more subtle. Subtle, it means uh, shrewd, crafty, sly, sensible. Uh, also means cunning. He was, so this serpent was more cunning than any other animal. And he could speak. He had the power of speech. Uh, and so he says, you'll not, sh you shall, did God say that you will not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said, Under the serpent, verse 2, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And verse 4, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes should be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So he had the power of speech, but he also had the power of reason. I want to read to you a very uh, uh, famous and respected uh, Bible scholar by the name of Adam Clark, wrote in the late 1800s, and this is what he wrote in his commentary about these verses, specifically about the serpent or the nachash. nachash. 
that whatever this Nakash was, he stood at the head of all inferior animals for wisdom and understanding, that he walked erect, for this is necessarily implied in his punishment, on thy belly, i.e. on all fours, or, or in other words, on all fours you shall go. Then he was endued, three, he was, that he was endued with the gift of speech, for a conversation is here related between him and the woman. Four, that he was also endued with the gift of reason, for we find him reasoning and disputing with Eve. Five, that these things were common to this creature, the woman no doubt having often seen him walk erect, talk and reason, and therefore she testifies no kind of surprise when he accosts her in the language related in the text. And indeed, from the manner in which this is introduced, it appears to be only a part of a conversation that had passed between them on the occasion. Yea, hath God said. Had this creature never been known to speak before his addressing the woman at this time and on this subject, it could not have failed to excite her surprise and to have filled her with caution, though from the purity and innocence of her nature she might have been un incapable of being affected with fear. The serpent was, Brother Branham says this, and the serpent was not a reptile. The curse made him a reptile. He was just like a man. He walked upright and he was with this woman out there and she committed this adultery and brought forth her first son, first son which was Cain, the nature of his daddy. So, what do we have happening in, this, in these verses? We have her eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Why does it speak about eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Well, it's a metaphor. It's a way uh, to speak modestly about what happened without being in your face with it. I want to look at Proverbs 30, verse 20. Uh, people will argue, of course, this is verses written by Solomon. It's done in the future. It has nothing to do with this. The Bible interprets itself. Let's let the Bible interpret itself. We don't need you to tell us to, how to interpret the Bible. The Bible tells us how to interpret the Bible. So why don't you be quiet and stop fussing with the Scripture? Your interpretation is fine. Whatever you want to interpret, God gives you the freedom of choice. But as for me, I'm going to interpret the Bible with the Bible. It says she ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and it produced the serpent seed, Cain, and it caused her, uh, uh, her female parts to be uh, under the curse. And when, when they sinned, they covered up their nakedness. They covered up their loins. Why did they do that? Because they sinned with their loins. Proverbs 30, verse 20, Such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth and wipeth her mouth and saith, I have done no wickedness. The act of adultery is likened up unto eating. Song of Solomon. The metaphors and the pictures there are rich. And we'll, we'll read these verses. A garden, Song of Solomon 4.12. A garden enclosed is my sister, my spouse. A spring shut up, a fountain sealed. So here we see that his wife is a garden. His wife is the garden. 
Song of Solomon 4.16, Awake, O north wind, and come thou south. Blow upon my garden that the spices thereof may flow out. Let my beloved come into, this is the woman speaking, let my beloved come into his garden and eat his pleasant fruits. My goodness. Now we have the woman as a garden and the eating as the act between husband and wife. Song of Solomon 5.1, I am come into my garden, my sister, my spouse. I have gathered my myrrh with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey. I have drunk my wine with my milk. Eat, O friends, drink ye, yea, drink abundantly, O beloved. Now we see eating and drinking are spoken of as that act between a man and a woman, and the garden is the woman. Song of Solomon 6.2, My beloved is gone down into his garden, to the beds of spices, to feed in the gardens, and to gather lilies. Genesis 3.15, I will put enmity between thy offspring and her offspring. It's two seed lines. One is the seed of the serpent, one is the seed of the woman. Now let's look at these two seed lines. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field. Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. There's enmity between the seed of the woman, Abel's line, and the seed of the serpent, Cain's line. Cain's line had a different nature. Cain's line produced Lamech who took two wives and became a tyrant and a dictator. Um, and they had many uh, inventions, built a city, organized themselves. These are, these are the seed of the serpent line, Cain's line. John 8 verse 40 says, But now you seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. You do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. We're not born of fornication. What is that? Fornication between the seed of the fornication between the serpent and Eve produced the sons of the devil. John 8:44 Jesus says you are of your father the devil and the lust of your father will you do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie he speaks of his own for he's a liar and the father of it. Here he's identifying the seed of the serpent that was to have enmity against the seed of the woman. Ultimately Prophetically, he is the seed of the woman. Uh, but uh, speaking of historically, the seed of the woman was the offspring that came from Adam through Eve. That was her rightful offspring, and that was Abel's and Seth's line. The seed of the serpent was Cain's line. Here we see right in the same nation, there is seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. 1 John 3.12 Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. He did the works of his father. He had the same nature as his father, which was Satan through the serpent. Matthew 13.37-39 He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man, the field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil, the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. 
The, the children of the wicked one are sown by Satan. They're sons of Satan. Now we look up historically, did Jews believe in this under, uh, idea that the serpent committed adultery with Eve and produced Cain? Yes, absolutely. In Jewish tradition, Philo and Rabbi Eliezer and Targum of Jonathan asserted that Adam was not the father of Cain. Rather, Eve was the subject was subject to adultery having been seduced by the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Uh, and later, Christian, Christian exegesis of the evil one in 1 John 3, 10 and to 12 have also led some, some commentators like Tertullian to agree that Cain was the son of the devil. That's the early church father, Tertullian, in the 3rd century, in the 200s, was writing about serpent seed doctrine. All right, we will now bring this to a close. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. Thank you for listening in. May the Lord richly bless you.